A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for this week. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, please do subscribe to our channel. And if you are following us, please continue to share, like, do all the things that people do on social media. And we are glad that you are here again this week. So I've got Karika on the chair. Karika is from Nigeria. She's going to introduce herself. And I am so excited. Uh, we've been threatening each other to do this conversation for, for some time. So I'm really glad that we finally made the time and we are here now. Um, Karika, thank you and welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Umpume. I'm really excited to be here. So um, my name is Karika. And, um, you know, just talking about myself, I like to start from the beginning because I feel like, you know, my life, life is a journey, you know, and my life is a journey. So um, my name is Karika. I have a background in engineering, right? And I studied engineering and people find that really interesting. Like, oh, you studied engineering? I'm like, <laughs> I did. I studied engineering for two reasons. The first one was just to, um, because I liked fixing things, you know, I grew up fixing things. I didn't like to, you know, I played with dolls during the day and you know when I was started playing with those I fixed things around the house right so that's the first reason and then the second reason was just to show women that you know this thing is possible because I mean coming from Africa and even particularly Nigeria um, STEM related courses so science technology engineering and mathematics were sort of reserved for guys you know and I'm like hey ladies we can do this you know so I went on to, to study engineering and it was a very powerful I really enjoyed it you know I had a lot of good times there you know, after, after engineering, I worked in corporate for a while, you know, I've moved across um, industries from project engineering to oil and gas. I spent a lot of time in oil and gas, moved around a lot, you know, and yeah, now I'm here, you know, I help women. I help people generally, but with a heavy focus on women, you know, build their personal brands and network. I feel like the essence of life is human connection. And I'm so happy that I've been giving that that calling, you know, to just help people network, help women, um, connect women to opportunities, connect people to opportunities, and also just um, show people how to project their brands. Because one of my favorite quotes is, you are the value. And I believe that that's the essence of personal branding and networking. Oh, wow. Thank you. And 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 thank you for literally easing us in into the conversation that we're having. Because today, the conversation that we are having is around women leadership and the importance of personal branding and networking, which is exactly, that's why you're here. You know, I had to, I had to get the right expert to come talk about this. So, so Karika, let's break it down. So I always just say, let's go back to the basics. Define for us um, what personal branding is and 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 even within the networking element, 
just let's start with the definition. What what do these things mean? Okay, fantastic. I like to think I'm a teacher. So I like to break things down and, you know, yeah. simplify them. So when you think, of, I'll start from networking, you know, because both of them are heavily related. So networking is, there are two definitions that I like so much. There's so many nuanced definitions, but my go-to definitions for networking are two things. One, networking is everyday human interaction. Okay. The fact that you're saying hello to somebody, you're already networking. You don't have to be in your business suit or your Sunday best, you know, or be at a particular event or something. You are always networking. When you say hello to somebody, because you just never know. I have so many examples of how I said hello to somebody randomly at an eatery, at a fast food, at a restaurant, and we've built powerful relationships from that hello. You know, it was just hello at the random restaurant. And we've built amazing relationships and business connections from there. So it brings me back to my first definition that networking is everyday human interaction. The second, um, um, the second example, the second definition of networking is that networking is the exchange of value. It gets a bit strategic in this part because that's when you know, as much as you interact with everybody, there's also the strategic part of networking. You know, regards to your business, your career. Um, um, intentional relationships and all of that. So those are the two simple definitions of networking. And then when it comes to personal branding, personal branding is literally, you know, the projection of who you are. It's just amplifying your value. That's mm. it. Amplifying yeah. who you are. And remember I said you are the value. So I believe every human being is valuable. And personal branding is you just amplifying and projecting who you are, you know, to the world, right, in, um, in a very strategic manner. So that's it. And networking and personal branding are interrelated because your personal brand helps you with your network. Your network helps with your personal brand. Let me explain. So, okay. That's <laughs> so, an interesting connection, isn't it? So your personal brand helps you with your network. Networking helps with your personal brand. Let me explain. When you meet somebody today, the first thing they will do is check you up online. When you say, yep. hi, my name is, they will definitely check you up online. And when they check you online, your personal brand helps them to make a decision or where to categorize you. You know, mm, do I want to have more conversations with this person? Should this person just be hello, hi? So that's how your personal brand helps you build your network. Because, I mean, thanks to COVID, we've been accelerated into this digital world. You know, we've been accelerated mm-hmm. into the digital economy, right? So literally right now, 80% of the time, whoever checks you out will definitely... Whoever says hello to you, check it out on, you know, on Google. That's the first part. The second one, you know, your network will help your personal brand in the sense that, so for example, if you're seen with a particular set of people, like for example, I have people in my life that, you know, they just, just because I am seen with them, I'm associated with them, they call my name at an event, or they, you know, I worked on a project with them. The, the, the level of people that come around me you know, as a result of that person, helps with my brand. So it's, it's a, and as I said, you can't do one without the other. If you want to be successful, you know, and again, success is quite nuanced. It's very different, right? If you want to be successful at, you know, either networking or personal branding, you need both of them because they go hand in hand. Yeah. That's a very long answer, but. <laughs> no, which I think is great. I, I love the fact that you say networking happens as you just meet, as you just greet somebody, 
Because that's not how we think about networking, right? We've we've been taught that networking is about you dressing up and going into some event with the intention of then meeting people. So it's because we've been put in that box. And and for some of us, um, that is such a daunting task. Mm-hmm. Because I'm one of those, I'm very introverted. So when mm-hmm. I'm told that I must go to some networking event, my brain shuts down. I'm like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do this? <laughs> so, so, but your definition of just when you greet somebody, that for me, it's, it's better. It doesn't freak me out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love that. I really love that definition. Thank you. Yeah. So, so why why are these why is this concept important mainly with women leadership? Okay, fantastic. Um, first of all, networking and personal branding. I think everybody needs to get into it, whether you're a leader or not. Because at the end of the day, human beings are emotional beings. We live in a world that is networked. We thrive on human connections as a people you know so that's that's our survival instinct you cannot nobody's an island you cannot live by yourself you know so that's so it's the concept of life in the first place right Mm -hmm. so now taking it a notch higher to female leadership you need to understand i tell people that you need to understand the principles within the model of the world that you live in for anything if you want to succeed in anything you need to understand you know the context of your environment where are you how do people here thrive, right? And that's why I started out with saying in the world that we live in, whether you're a leader or not a leader, even if you have zero aspirations, you still need to network. You still need to buy food from somebody. You still need to, you know, you only you cannot have a farm. You can't have everything. So you still need to exchange with, with someone, right? So that's the way the world works. And then even in the, in, in, in the career space, right? That's how the world, the corporate world works. It's a game of networking. It's a game of who knows you. It's a game of who is speaking up for you. It's a game of who is vouching for you. So women, you know, I I used to take a course on imposter syndrome. I used to teach women about imposter syndrome. And one of the things that a lot of female leaders deal with is imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen women, right? When I used to be in in, in oil and gas, there's a role. A woman has 90% of of, of the credentials. She can do it. But she's going to doubt herself for those 10%. Meanwhile, a man that has 60%, he's going to talk about himself in a way that, see, even the woman that has 90% will end up doubting herself and should allow the guy with 60% to, to, to go through. And when the guy becomes her boss, guess who's going to do the work? The woman with 90% because she obviously knows more. So in the world that we live in, the corporate world that we live, that we, that we play in, right? Visibility is key. Who knows is important? And the thing is that human beings are, emotional beings. Human beings are very visual people, right? Um, nobody is going, to, if you don't put yourself out, out there, how people know about you? If you do not talk about yourself from a place of value, how people vouch for you? I mean, nobody, are, human beings are not, they, they can't read your mind, you know? They might know you're good, but they can't really know the extent if you don't talk about it. So it's really important if female leaders want to rise, if they want to do big things, it's important to understand that that's the game of the world. What we call the boys club is really just a game of networking and branding. You know, when guys hang out together, 
they are talking about their achievement. They're talking about things they want to do. They are talking, you know, they're talking about their aspirations, right? And that's why when opportunities come, they will get called up because they've already, you know, put out um, what they want to do out the world. But women are sort of closed, you know, we would doubt ourselves. We'll... So if you want to grow, the sum is if you want to grow in leadership, you need to understand that networking is important. People need to know you. People need to be able to speak for you. People need to be able to vouch for you. And personal branding is key because, again, how do you project that you are the woman for the job? How do you tell people that, see, I got it. I can actually do it. How do you make people trust in you, right? So women need it. We need it. We, it is extremely important. Yeah. But where do you start, though? Um, because what I'm getting off from what you're saying is that you need to be intentional, right? It just doesn't, for sure, it, 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 even if it happens, because everybody has got a brand, either you know it or you don't. In some shape, way, or form, <laughs> you're already projecting a brand of some sort, right? So how do you intentionally um, decide and, and what are the things that you can do to, to, to be intentional about, about that? Okay, I think that's a very powerful question, right? The first thing I'll tell anybody is, number one, what do you want? What do you want? And I tell people that you don't have to, you know, it's good for everybody as far to be leaders, but not everybody has to, you know, even though everybody has the capacity and the potential to be. But again, what do you want? So when you decide what you want, right? The second thing is your mind. I'm so particular about having the right mindset because I I believe and I know that how you think, as a man thinketh, so is he. How you think, mm. you, know, you can never rise beyond your um, the level of your thoughts because you're going to self-sabotage. Yeah. So it's extremely important, your mind. So, and that's why I keep telling everybody that you are the value. It means that whenever Mpime steps into a room, value has entered. It means that whatever you do, whether it is um, in technology or in media, you are going to deliver value. So that mindset, we may need to have the understanding that, see, I am the value, you know, and it doesn't matter what industry, it doesn't matter what context. Once I step into a situation, value enters. So that's the second thing, right? The third thing would be, okay, now that you have decided, you know, um, what you want to do, you understand that you are the value. The next thing I would say is, you know, um, draw up a sheet of what you want, what you can do. Because again, we are very, human beings are extremely multifaceted. So, you know, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to build your brand, you know, in? Because if you are, actually, if you're starting out, if you're everywhere, you're going to confuse people. You know, are you a leader? Are you trying to be a thought leader in media or education? You know, if you're everywhere, it's going to be very confusing for people. So I would say that, you know, think about it. What are the things you can do? Make a list of them, right? What's important now? or What's the one that is most strategic for where you want to go? Right, your brand can expand along the way. For example, I know people that sit Richard Branson, for example, he he stared out in you know with one industry and then he stared diversifying into other industries. It's the same thing. So pick one first, right? Decide, okay, you know, this is the one that is most important, this is the one that you know can set me up for the future, right? So decide what it is you want to do, and then next thing begin to join communities. Who The people that think like you, where are they? You know, how do you become visible? Join communities, join associations. I would also say leverage social media. Social media is powerful. I love, I love social media. I 
I love it. Like it just, I love, love, love it, you know, because it's just a fantastic platform to, to put yourself out there, right? And the thing about social media is there are no rules. You define the rules by yourself, for yourself. Authenticity is extremely key. So I'll say leverage social media. You could do LinkedIn, you could do Instagram, you could do Facebook. If you have the energy TikTok, I don't have the energy for TikTok yet. <laughs> I can't do all those. No, but you know, you can. It? <laughs> I am just like, see, I'm sticking to Instagram and LinkedIn because I know I can't, you know. So decide the platform you want to use, right? If you're a writer, maybe Twitter might be good for you. You know, if you want to really heavily position yourself in the corporate world, LinkedIn is amazing, right? If you're an entrepreneur or you, you want to also sort of project, you know, the, the if your personal brand is something that has to do with a little bit to show like the fun side of you, Instagram is great. So pick a platform and just start. I tell people that the vision gets clearer in the doing. Clarity comes in the doing. You can never know the full picture from the start. You can have an idea. You can have a strategic plan. But until you start implementing, that's when you make adjustments. You begin to understand more about your audience. You begin to understand, you know, the timelines and all of that. So that's it in a, in, in a nutshell. You know, those are the seven um, simple steps for you to start building your brand. And the good thing is that when you build your brand, your network will come because people are attracted. You attract your kind. So when you start to, you know, put yourself out there, people begin to notice you, you know, they begin to call you up, they begin, and then it just grows from there. There's, there are no limits to how far you can go. Yeah. But you spoke about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, and so how, how does the imposter syndrome really impact your brand? Like, what are the glaring things that people need to think about? Okay, fantastic. Imposter syndrome is not going to make you be your best self right? Because you keep second-guessing yourself. And you keep, um, I mean, ask yourself, I tell people, ask yourself this question, why should people follow you? If you're going to second-guess yourself, why should people follow you? You know, so when, and that's why I say it goes back to what do you want? Because imposter syndrome is going to make you second-guess yourself. It's going to make you not jump after opportunities. It's going to make you, even the way you show up, you know, I see people, when I read people's um, Instagram or post. And also the thing is for me, I'm also, um, I have a lot, I've done a lot of research on human psychology. So sometimes I can see the things that are unsaid, but when somebody is struggling with something, I would know. And again, it, and as I said, that you attract your kind, because when you allow imposter syndrome take over, you are shaky and you attract an audience that, you know, maybe, maybe not your best audience. Right. But the truth is that imposter syndrome is part of life. Everybody deals with it. Even men, I have male clients that are, you know, you know, senior directors in banks. They still deal with imposter syndrome. The only thing is they'll never let you know. They will show up regardless. They might be shaking, mm-hmm. but they will show up and they will speak with power. And later they come like, how was it? How was it? And I'm like, it was good. But they would show up with power. And that's what that's I tell women, do not let imposter syndrome win. Because imposter syndrome will definitely always show up. I mean, think about it. You're stepping into things that have never been done before. They're stepping into bigger things. There's, you, need, you need to be afraid. If you're not even afraid, I feel like that maybe the dream is not big enough, you know? So you need to be afraid because I tell people that if you already go for a job that you're 100% sure you can do, you're already late. It means that there's no need for the job because what's the point? Why would yeah. you want new challenges? So imposter syndrome is a part of life. It's something, it's, it's, it's necessary for human survival. The only challenge is, how do you deal with it? And I tell women, do it afraid. 
rise up to the task, do it afraid. And when you do it, you realize that there's nothing to it. Everybody that you see that is doing big things in this world, they go through imposter syndrome. The only challenge is that they would step up and do what they need to do. And I tell women that something that can help them is to have a brag sheet. Have a sheet that, you know, take record of your achievements. What have you done? Because when imposter syndrome comes, you're going to be blank. You ask yourself, what am I doing in my life? What have I done in this world? You know, but when you have that brag sheet that, you know, where you've listed down your achievements, oh, January 2021, I, I sealed a deal. May 2022, when you look at it, it reminds you of how amazing you are. Because when you are in trouble, when you are tired, when you are doubting yourself, you don't remember your achievements. So it's good to document things. And the second reason why having a practice is important is, is also when it comes to negotiation. Women have a terrible time negotiating because we are very emotional. Well, most men are quite, you know, men will give you the numbers and logic. Oh, I see the deal in 2016, 16% increase. This is how, you know, a woman will come and say, I've been doing good work. What does good work mean? You need to sort of, <laughs> you need to quantify it, right? So having a brag sheet would also, you know, help you step forward and, you know, ask for the table. You're going to secure that bag. Because you're going to give them the numbers. I did A, B, C, D, E, F, so I deserve X, Y, Z. So it's important, you know. And when you're able to prove your point, imposter syndrome is going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to um, um, be heavily reduced. So imposter syndrome is a part of life. It happens to everybody. Everybody that you see that is in great things, they, they deal with imposter syndrome. The only thing is, how do you deal with it? Would you show up and stand up regardless? Or are you going to cower for imposter syndrome to take over? You know, it's, it's left for people to answer for themselves. Yeah. But Karika, I hear you. But as, as women, we were brought up to be humble. We, we, we are not supposed to be bragging about our achievements. We we're brought up to be humble, to be timid. We're not told, but you know, everything that you get brought up as a girl child has got timidity in it. If there's a word like timidity, I don't know. <laughs> but, but that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. So now how are you encouraging me to step out of that? Because that just seems very daunting, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I hear you. You know, I'm African and I know that one of the things I was talking to, um, I, was, I was at an event sometime two months ago and I said, see, the African child, the African girl child has been taught to be humble. And I call it humility, not, because it's not humility. Humility, because humility is when your humility sabotages you from, you know, from, from going into bigger things, right? And I hear, I hear, I mean, the first thing I would say is we all have to learn. Like, we have no choice. We've been taught that way. We've been conditioned that way for years. Imagine you for 30, 35 years of your life, 40 years of your life, and someone comes and says, personal brand, what does that even mean? <laughs> You know, when majority of your life you've been conditioned that way. So the first thing is everybody needs to understand that they need to unlearn. They need to unlearn what they've been taught. Because I tell people that when people say, oh, but Karika, I've been this way. My favorite line is, how is it working for you? Yeah. How is it working for you? You know, would you rather do, you know, would you rather just take that um, step of faith and, and unlearn? Or would you stay in what it is and keep complaining? Because let me tell you what's going to happen. The, the generation that's coming behind us, the Gen Z, Gen, whatever, you know, they're extremely bold. <laughs> there are things that they are doing. Like, I remember one of my clients was telling me that, oh, Karika, 
um, for an event. They called, I think, a 25-year-old lady to speak, and that she's been in this industry for 17 years. And I'm like, well, it's not her fault. It's your fault. Nobody knows you. I mean, people are going to call people that they know. Um, again, you should also understand that companies are capitalists. A company is not going to call you that if this 25-year-old lady has a million and one followers, and the million and one followers is the company's target audience, they're going to call the 25-year-old lady because she has the audience that they're looking for. So life is a game of value. So the first thing is unlearn, right? And then the second thing is that mindset thing I said, you are the value. Remind yourself every day. Remind yourself every day. You need to unlearn what you have been taught and just remind yourself that you are valuable. And then the third thing is always remember, what do you want? Because when you have that big picture of what you want to achieve and you draw out steps on how you want to achieve it, you understand that playing small is never going to serve you. You understand that, you know, hiding your personal brand is never going to serve you. You understand that not networking is not going to serve you. So those are like the three steps I would say. It's unfortunate that we are in this situation, but it is what it is. Instead of us just, you know, talking about it and complaining, let's just rise up to the task and unlearn and, you know, make moves that will take us to our desired aspirations. Yeah. No, the unlearning, the unlearning I can, I can really relate to because, and even sometimes having to learn new behaviors because you're being forced out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I think that for me has been the biggest thing because as I was saying to you that I'm very introverted, mm-hmm. um, but I've, I've learned behaviors where when some of the people might meet me, they think she's so, so introverted, but after showing up and showing face and after that I just want to disappear I want to go into my own space and just go thank god that is over you know what I mean um but there's been learned behavior just for me to be able to survive those situations or for me to actually show up and and you keep referring to value speak to me a little bit more about what does when you say you are value, what does what does that mean? And what must somebody really think about around the value concept? Fantastic. I love, I mean, this is a powerful question. I love it, right? So um, you are the value means that whenever you step into a room, whatever it is that you do, by virtue of the fact that it is you that is holding, it has to be valuable. And that affects, I, I think it, it, it helps people in two ways. One, the concept of failure, the concept of rejection. A lot of times, why people would never venture out into new opportunities is because they don't want to be rejected. They don't want to fail, right? But understanding that you are the value, that everything, because at the end of the day, value is what you make of it. Value is something that adds benefit to something, right? That's like the, the very basic definition of value. So if you are the value, it means that whatever it is that you do, you're going to, it's going to be beneficial to other people. I tell people that, see, um anything can be anything can be used to to do good things it just depends on whose hands it is and i tell people that you need to train yourself to understand tell yourself that wherever it is that i am whatever i do i bring benefits to it so that even when you know um things not go out for example i I remember that you know i I have this fantastic story of how you know i failed at a project not even one project i feel that like six projects and what made it very I mean, it was difficult because it wasn't just, I, I failed in Abu Dhabi, America. It was like global, <laughs> you know, but what made it, what made it, um, why I did not, 
you know, lose my sense of esteem was because I said, see, the project failed. Karika is not a failure. Karika is value regardless, one. And then two, I would ask myself, what can I learn from this journey? What can I learn from this process? And how can I use it to make myself better? How can I use it to make other people better? And how can I make money from it? So when you understand the value of, or when you understand the concept of value, it just helps you understand that every experience, everything you go to, everything you go through is for good. Mm-hmm. And when I say when you are the value, it means that you are for good. Wherever you step into, it's going to be beneficial. Even if everybody has complained that, oh, this industry is not good. Well, that's okay for them. But when I step into the game, it's going to work out well for me because I'm going to have insights. I'm going to look for opportunities in that industry. So having that mindset that you are the value helps you see things that way. It helps you to understand that even if things get, in quotes, fails, you learn along the journey anyway. And that those lessons can be used for good. You know, it helps you understand that, see, even when imposter syndrome comes, you remind yourself that you are the value and that, you know, it's okay to be scared, but you're going to do it afraid. So that's the concept of value. It's really deep. I tell people, you know, it's, 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 um, it's not a one-day thing. You need to remind yourself over and over again. The, the thing of space repetition over time comes in handy here. Reminding yourself until it becomes a mindset and becomes a part of you. Wow. Yeah. I think the way you're putting it just gives a different perspective because people usually battle to define what is valuable. Um, mm-hmm. because sometimes value gets equated to a financial factor. And if there's no financial factor, then it becomes difficult to say, what does that mean? You mm-hmm. know, and, and, and how tangible is this value that you're talking about? So mm-hmm. I think the way you've explained it is, is, is quite great. And you've also referred to visibility and mm-hmm. um, that you need to be visible. And, and a lot of Black women in corporate hear mm-hmm. this a lot. You're not visible enough. Mm-hmm. And, and the question says, but I'm doing my work. I'm delivering on my work. What the heck do you mean I'm not visible? Mm-hmm. Like, what does this mean? Do you want to just break it down for us a bit? What, what does this, what does it mean when you get the line that you're not visible enough? I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. So I, I want a different perspective. Okay, fantastic. It's, a, it's an amazing question. So regards to visibility, I always like to go back to the roots. You know, I wish I had a blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to go back to the roots. The number one thing everybody needs to understand is that Human beings are emotional beings. CEO, CAO, CTO, C, whatever. Human beings are emotional beings, right? That's the first layer. The second layer is, and something, before I even talk about second layer, something I remember that I was going to say is that, you know, you said it, you said your personal brand, whether you build a brand intentionally or not, you have a personal brand. And I tell people that your brand, your, your life is lived on a stage. People are watching you. At the right time, they'll speak for or against you. So you build your brand every day based on what you do, how you treat people, what kind of memories you leave them with, right? And this is leading to visibility. I tell people that visibility is not just in your work. Your work is one aspect of it. But when you enter the office, how do people feel about you? 
how do you treat people? How do you greet them? Can you see how networking and all of these things, how they all connect? You go into an elevator, you know, you see somebody, oh, how are you? Happy Monday, happy new month, right? You are leaving a mark in their lives. You are giving yourself visibility such that when your work comes in and is excellent, it's an added advantage. So everything that you do in the workplace, um, how you treat people, you know, even the way you send your emails, even the way you, um, you know, you remember people's birthdays, the thoughtful things you say, how you respond to people, you are creating, because visibility at the end of this, to main top of mind on people's, in people's head, that's one. Number two, visibility is also um, leaving a mark in people's minds so that they remember you. And your work is not the only way to leave a mark. Your work is actually a tiny bit of it. Yes, do good work. But how do people feel about you? How do people feel about how you make them feel? Human beings are emotional beings. Human beings would always respond to love. Human beings will always respond to thoughtfulness. They might not say it to you, but trust me, in their heart, it's there. Oh, I want to work with Karika because she makes me feel a certain way. And then the fact that she does excellent work is a plus. You know, so visibility is the mark you live in people's minds, either in career, um, even, you know, the um, in career or relationship building. Visibility is also, you know, when people think about you, what do they remember? What do they remember? And I thought that I, I have found over time that people that have visibility or people that have like, are very exposed to like management and co, I found that a bulk of it doesn't really come from their work. It comes from like the extracurricular activities. And that's why the, the boys club is important. That's why for them it's important because a lot of deals are not sealed over emails at the golf, at the, at the golf club. After, after work drinks, you know, because human beings are emotional beings. Human beings like connection, they like interaction. You know, they like to, to converse. You know, they like to interact with people. And it's based on how you make them feel. It can affect how your deal goes or if it goes well or if it doesn't go well. So again, visibility, I just talk with that. Live with that level of intentionality in mind that everything you do is creating visibility for you, either in a good way or in a bad way. But you're creating visibility for yourself. And then the work part of it is just a tiny bit of it. Yeah. Yo, yeah, no, I think that's a mouthful. I, I'm not even adding anything to what you've just said. <laughs> but that was an amazing answer. So, so take us briefly, how has personal branding and networking worked in your own career journey? I know we, we might need hours and hours to unpack this question, but I'm like, where do I start? (laughs) Okay, so I would say, um, I would divide it into three parts. I'll say purpose. I'll say purpose, people, and um, I mean, I always like to talk about money because I feel like at the end of the day, it's important. But I won't talk about money in terms of, 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 I'll say wealth because, again, relationship is equal to wealth. I don't even think, I think money is just a tiny fraction of what wealth is, right? Mm. So in terms of purpose, personal branding has helped me, um, you know, all the things I talked about, impacting women, right? Communities, you know, speaking to people, you know, I have built several communities, you know, up to over 20,000 people across Africa. Right. So all my communities and co personal branding helped me because I didn't remember why I asked, why should people follow you? Why should people listen to you? 
you know, but by by building my brand, by being intentional about it, you know, I've given people that cost to listen to me, to follow me, right? And invariably, I'm able to also impact them. For example, one of the reasons why I came on social media, I stopped with that, like you, I actually grew up introverted. Very difficult to believe, but mm-hmm. yes, I actually grew up very introverted. I think that maybe in the last seven years that I became a lot more outspoken, but I was really on the quiet side. And when I, you know, I mean, social media has always been there. I didn't really care about it so much. I had a good life. I, was, I had an amazing career and I was okay there, right? But when I came on social media, I realized that a lot of, you know, half-truths, a lot of, I mean, we're in the work generation. I mean, a lot of things that were said, I'm like, you guys, listen, <laughs> calm down. Like, this is not, you know, there's some things that were said. But guess what? If I wanted to be a voice in this generation, if I wanted to help people, if I wanted to help people see things from a different perspective, they need to, they need to be able to trust me. They need to be able to understand, okay, what Karika is saying has the, an element of truth or what she's saying, you know, let me go and think about it. So build my personal brand, help me to be able to do that, has helped me to be able to achieve that, you know, impacting people, showing them that, see, at the end of the day, life is in seasons, showing people that, see, you are the value. Why would they trust me to tell them they are the value? It's just because I've built my personal brand. I've built myself to be that person to say, hey, you can listen to me. Hey, you know, the things I say are not just, um, I feel like they've been deeply researched, you know, there's also, so giving people that reason to be able to follow you. And I would say that, you know, it has really helped me, you know, in my purpose, you know, and I feel like purpose is lived every day. At the end of the day, my ultimate purpose is to be light in this world and to be salt, right? And, you know, having a personal brand helps me achieve that because it's, it makes things easier for me. If I didn't have a personal brand, I don't know that I'll be able to, I'll be here because how would the person that introduced us be able to introduce me? You know, so it gives you access. It gives you access, it opens doors for you, right? So that's the first thing. The second one, um, passion. I tell people that the good thing about branding is that you can diversify. You know, I like using, um, I mean, look at Oprah, look at Richard Branson, look at Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama has transitioned from a lawyer to president's wife. Now she has a book. I know she did a book tour, I think in 2020, 2019, right? When you have a solid personal brand that people trust, it gives you that flexibility to do other things. I have worked in multiple industries, from energy to entrepreneurship to oil and gas to technology. People would still follow my journey just because Karika is the person navigating through that journey. So it doesn't matter the industry. They they already trust Karika. And that's where they are, are, what's it called? That's where, um, that's what they are following. So I would say that personal branding gives you that flexibility gives you that opportunity to do whatever you want to do because regardless of what it is that you do right people already trust you they've seen you excel in one part they've seen you do amazing things right and they believe that it can be replicated you can replicate your successes with personal branding and you know i like to say that we live in the world of influencer marketing right um it's a powerful way you know to to explore your interest so whether you want to be an influencer for um, FMCGs for fast, you know, um, consumer moving goods, whatever it is you want to do, having your personal brand helps with that flexibility. And then the last part that I said is wealth, right? Your personal brand, remember I said your personal brand helps you build your network. Your network helps you build your personal brand. With regards yeah. to access to people, with regards to, um, you know, you can negotiate better 
you can you can you can collect the secure your bag easily when you have a powerful personal brand because people understand that if you are if you if you are if you're on board this project it would bring maybe more people people who sign up better and then they are they are willing to pay you higher so you can negotiate better you can you know put out your terms and conditions people would listen people would be willing to bend over for you in a way they're willing to add, make adjustments for you right even the quality of people you have in your life like attracts like frequency mm-hmm. attracts frequency you know the quality of people you have in your life too would also change would also be you know the higher you go in terms of your mind in terms of your brand in terms of you know um how you're seen it also helps with the kind of people around you right and then again like i said you're able to negotiate better and that leads to things like freedom of your time that leads to more money you know that leads to better relationships so i would say that you know that the three ways there are so many ways you know but personal brand has helped me in those in those in, in that regard you can you can you know we live in the age of multiple streams of income and personal branding helps you do that you're earning a salary you speak at you speak at a conference you get paid for that you know or you speak at a conference you don't even get paid but people in the audience will pay you for like one-on-one strategy sessions and all of that it happens to me all the time so personal branding is a is i feel like there's just so much, you know, you're earning money, you're fulfilling your passion, you're fulfilling your interest, you're fulfilling your purpose, you know, you have fantastic relationships. So it's a win-win for me. It's a win-win for me all the time. Yeah, no, I can I can just hear from the examples that you're putting out there. So if there's a there's a woman out there that's listening, I know we are kind of focusing on the women's side in, in this conversation. And personal branding is for everybody. Um but but as we have specified, as women, we trip ourselves over with a, a lot of things mm-hmm. um, because we're conditioned and we're brought up in, 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 in some shape, way or form. So if there's a woman out there who feels that one of their successes is for them to grow either in corporate or in entrepreneurship, and they're battling with this personal branding conversation or network conversation, what can you say about them? Like, what are the three things that they really must think about? The three things I would say will be, number one, breathe. <laughs> breathe. Just take a deep breath. I understand take that. Take a deep breath. <laughs> yes. I understand that nobody has it figured out together. Nobody has yeah. been in the world before. Everybody in this world is on a journey. Everybody is learning every day. So just breathe. The fact that people look very accomplished, trust me, they are they have their own version of this, right? So just breathe. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. Number two, avoid comparison. Do not, don't um, compare your chapter one with somebody's chapter 26. Someone has been doing something for 10 years and then you start in one day. Rome was not built in a day. Rome was built daily. So Again, breathe, take it step by step. Understand what do I want to do, you know, and what are the immediate steps I can do to take it to, 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 to get there. I would also say that community helps. Um, when you have a community of like-minded people who would genuinely support you, it would help you. It would help you. And I tell you that it's not, it's not really about the, the large number of people. You know, in networking, a lot of times people think that, oh, I have to be everywhere. Sometimes all you need is one person. 
you know, on my Instagram recently, I think two days ago, I shared a story of one of my clients who um, she moved to Canada. You know, she's an introvert. Like, I, I can't network. I said, trust me, can't network. You don't have to change your personality. Let your personality work for you. As an introvert, you're observant. You are more... Um, you are more, I feel like introverts are a lot more empathetic. Like you have enough empathy, you're observant, use that to your advantage. When people say something, oh, my child's birthday is today, you take note. An extrovert might not remember. But you as an introvert, the day of your child's birthday, you can send them and say, Hi, James. Um, happy birthday to your child. You're going to make James extremely happy. Remember, human beings are emotional beings. So that thing is going to score, you know, is going to be scored in James's heart, right? So again. You know, let your personality work for you. Don't compare yourself. I know it's easy to say, and that's why I always start with you are the value. You are the value. The way you do things is different. You are unique. Nobody is you. That's your superpower. So you need to remember that, right? Um, yes, breathe. That's the first thing. Always breathe. Don't compare yourself with anybody because you're going to, you end up being sad. You end up being unhappy. You won't achieve your potential because you try to copy people and not maximize your own superpowers, right? And then the other thing is community is great. You know, take your time with community. Be careful because, again, you have interesting sort of people in this world, but take your time with community. Look for people who are like-minded, like who can support you on this journey, right? And then the other thing is have the big picture of what you want to achieve. You might not know the steps to get in there, but have the clear picture. And as you take it one day at a time, clarity will come. The vision yeah. will be clear Clarity will come. Wow, I think that's powerful because sometimes we have visions and then we get caught up with how am I going to make this work? And and you feel overwhelmed and, mm -hmm. and then you start thinking, but I can't think this big. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. There's mm -hmm. no way I'm going to achieve this. Mm -hmm. And and I think what you're saying to say, Take it one day at a time. It's your own journey. It's not anybody's journey. Uh, because we also then do get tripped up by comparing ourselves with other people. And, and as you say, other people might have been on the journey longer. Mm -hmm. You would expect them to be far ahead of you because they've been at it for a while. But as you walk in, and I think this, mainly talks to when you're coming in either in a workplace or you're starting a business. You always want things just to happen quickly. And, and that's human nature. But I think, I think what you've just said kind of pulls you back and go, I've got a vision, but let me just pace myself. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the vision might change a bit. It might morph. It might, mm -hmm. it might get bigger, you know? Or it might get a bit smaller than what you had initially. And that's okay, as mm -hmm. long as you are comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Can I add something? Yeah. So something Please. you said, that, two things you said that are very powerful. And I call it understanding your times and seasons. The second one is, um, you know, big vision, small vision. And I tell people that who defines it? What is a small vision? You mm -hmm. know, sometimes... I. There's somebody in my life that, sorry, there's somebody in my life that, you know, I think has been very, very, very key to helping me become who I am. And I tell her that, see, even if it's, I mean, she's impacted tons of people. But I tell her that, see, if it's only me impacted, I have gone on to impact thousands of people. Guess what? The, it's the value chain. Sometimes all you need is just one person. 
you know, I was reading Obama's story, how his grandmother, you know, and his mom, how they impacted him. To them, maybe that's, maybe that's the only impact they made. I don't know. But guess what? He has come out to, you know, he was the first Black president. That in itself helped Black children to understand that, okay, if Obama can be president, then I can. You know, it, it was very powerful representation, right? And he has gone on to impact so many people. But guess what? The person that impacted him, maybe he was the only one they impacted. But guess what? By ripple, by, by virtue of ripple effects, of the multiplier effect, they've also, you know, impacted so many people. So I tell people that stick with the vision. Don't get carried away by the numbers. The numbers are great. But again, understand your times and seasons. There's a time to be. There's a time to be still. There's a time for, you know, um, for just doing the work. There's a time for, I mean, there are seasons of my life from May till August this year, I was off every form of social media. I deleted all the apps. I was just, you know, researching, meditating and working. Like, you know, that's all I did. I wasn't listening to, I wasn't talking, I wasn't visiting people. Nobody could visit me, nobody. I was in that season of just being. And I thought that if you want to go far, if you want sustainable growth, if you want sustainable leadership, if you want sustainable, um, um, you know, impact, sometimes you just need to be. But if you're always comparing yourself with people, if you're always comparing yourself with other people, you would not recognize your times and seasons. And you'd always be on the run. And then you get, you know, you get exhausted, you get fucked out, you're tired, you know, and then you say it's not working for you. It's just because sometimes you just need to be. You also need to understand that in networking, everybody is not for you. And that's okay. Be at peace with all men. But everybody is not for you. So it's important for you to recognize who is for me. Who are my connectors? Who is that? Who are those five people I need in my life that can connect me to other multiple opportunities? Let's okay, we call it the power of one. I tell people that sometimes, like my clients are talking about, it was one person that connected her to multiple people. I told her that, see, if you had reached out to those people by yourself, you'll still be on the long journey. Because if, for example, now, um, so see how uh, Moloko introduced us, right? Because it was Moloko yeah. that introduced us, I jumped on board. If you had reached out to me by yourself, right? I think we'll still get here, but the process might have been slightly longer. No, like, who's that? Why does she want to speak to me? Do you understand? What pain? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so again, as I tell people that sometimes you don't need one million people. One person, two people are enough, you know, and you build on their existing network. We call it the power of one in networking. So again, yeah. understand your times and seasons understand you know where you are per time sometimes don't also fast track some things I, I like to feel like I feel like there's so much power in the journey of life there's so much power in the process I tell people trust your process in that process there's a lot of power there a lot of times we want to fast track it but no the real power is in the process right the failures the standing the going the standing falling rising falling it teaches you powerful lessons that nobody can teach you it teaches you it teaches you resilience, it teaches you, you know, just having hope, right? So it's really, really important. For example, there's somebody that about, say, seven, eight years ago, I wanted to meet this person, right? And I really wanted to meet her. But my spirit was like, Karika, hold on. I was like, I mean, I listened and I just forgot about her. And then, say, five years later, I was at an event. I had become all, you know, 
um, I had attained some level of, you know, leadership and all of that. And then I spoke and she came to me to say, oh, Karika, I like what you said. I like how you spoke. Give me your number. You know, and, you know, we've become very good friends. She's been very powerful. She's opened a lot of doors for me. You know, she's she's a very powerful person in this world. And you know, she's she's been very great for me. But guess what? I realized that if I had fast-tracked the process, the way we have, because I talk with that, always connect from a place of value. It's important. Don't, don't ever go as a dumbass because human beings will treat you how you treat yourself. People will barely treat you better than you treat yourself. So, I mean, it was an exchange of value. Yes, I'm Karika, I'm valuable. Yeah, whoever you are, you're valuable too. Let's meet, right? Rather than going maybe years ago and saying, hello, I want to be in your network. They're really not going to help you because you yeah. made yourself already subservient. So it's extremely important. Understand times and seasons. Not everybody's meant for you every time. And that's okay, you know? Yeah. But that 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 understanding takes maturity. It takes some... Yes. Yeah, yeah. because... And, and it as, takes as them you... listening to podcasts like this. <laughs> so that they hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're younger, you want things to be quickly, to go quicker. You know, you want you want to get out of, of graduate school and be a manager. That's what most people want. The understanding of you might start as an assistant and then build yourself up is like, why? Why should I be there? And, and people mm-hmm. battle with that concept. Mm-hmm. But it's because there's a lot that you need to learn in the, in the journey of life mm-hmm. um, and opportunities that present themselves much earlier you might mess them up because mentally you're not even there as well mm-hmm. yes yeah. everything in life has a process everything everything has a process every single thing to cook your food it takes process to you know make your hair it takes process to birth a baby it takes process every single thing takes process so I think I just yeah, but Karika, we want we want it to be quick, quick. It must be quick. Even if you put food in your microwave, the two minutes, the one minute is still a process. Some processes yeah, are faster than the other, but you must go through that journey of a process. No, I just thought that good. you know, delay gratification is also very nice. Just take it one day at a time, because at the end of the day, you know, I was talking to um someone yesterday, and I said I told him that what's success to you, and he said success to him is being content, being happy, being at peace, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, after you get all the money, you've, to what end? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I success think, is different. It's really different for different people. Yeah. Yeah, so. it is. Thank you. Thank you. And the time has gone so quickly. But oh yeah, my goodness. I, I didn't realize. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock in South Africa now. So, but, yeah. so thank you for for your for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Um, so where do people find you on social media? <laughs> on Instagram, they can find me on at Karika.Republic on Instagram. So Karika.Republic, right? On LinkedIn, Karika Yoreme, you know, Karika Y-O-N-R-E-M-E on LinkedIn. What if you type Karika? I'm sure that I don't think that there are too many caricas. <laughs> you definitely see me. Yeah. Even no, in Nigeria, my name is a strange name. So it's interesting. I was about to say, uh, um, 
I've I've spent um, a lot of time with Nigerians, but the first time I've heard I've heard your name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. What does it have a meaning? It does. It means um, bold, fire, oh, like wow. so. <laughs> and that's just who you are. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh no, it suits you. No, no. Now that you've given me the meaning, it really suits you. <laughs> Thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you for the time. And so for anybody that is following us, please um, let us know what you think about our conversations. And as I say, even if we impact one or two people with these uh, conversations, I think we've done our bit. And this was one of those interesting change conversations. And Karika, I really appreciate your time and thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Ngobedaga signing out and I will see you again next week.